what we do here is go back, 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 back. Can you say go Raiders? Can you say Micah? Is that Micah? Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald, and we are on to Cincinnati. This game is coming up. It's on Saturday, 1.30 p.m., and we got some stuff to talk about, boys. First playoff game. First playoff game uh, since 2016. First playoff game for D.C. A lot to get into. A lot of NFL stuff to get into. Before we do that, Andrew, you're looking good. You feeling good? I'm feeling great. Sound a little raspy, but just because, you know, it's near. Winter's approaching, and winter is Cincinnati. And it's supposed to be snowy out there, actually. So, um, no, man, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm excited for this game. It's uh, kind of weird having it on a Saturday, but, you know, it's what we got to do. So, yeah, like you said, we're going to get into, uh, into the preview here. Um, we first wanted to go through a couple different predictions. Um, we got the, the rest of the NFL is playing this weekend as well, so... We're going to go through um, some of those games and uh, give you our give you our picks, give you our predictions for that, and then we'll close it out with previewing the biggest game, in our opinion, which is the Raiders-Bengals. We'll preview that, give you some predictions, then send you off on your way. So, ready to rock? Yeah. Cool. Well, I think everyone knows that our game is the first one on Saturday, so we're going to skip by that and move to the second game, which is that's the Patriots against the Buffalo Bills. Bills are currently minus Four, um, so favored by four points. Over under is forty four. So, Michael, which where you fall on on that matchup? I mean, this is the team, or these teams have played each other three times now. Um, divisional divisional rivals, so it's gonna it's interesting that they drew each other, similar to the, the Buccaneers and Saints last year. So, who are you leaning towards in the Patriots Bills game? Yeah, well, my heart wants one thing and thinks another uh, because we talked about it before. Couple things that could potentially need to happen. The Raiders possibly get a home playoff game, right? But that would include the Patriots winning, and I do think the Bills are going to win this game. Uh, I think that we've seen somewhat of a little bit. I don't know if you want to call it a skid from Josh Allen and the Bills, if you want to just call it from you know kind of being out of the national limelight. But I think they're at a spot where they are going to start making some noise again. They are a really good football team. And they're going to have a bounce back. They, you know, a lot of people predicted them to, you know, go really far in the playoffs. Uh, and they started off very hot this season and kind of uh, settled back down to earth through the rest of the year. But I think we're going to see the Bills win. I wouldn't be too surprised if we saw the Patriots cover here, but I'm going to go as far as win loss on that. Bills is who I'm going with. Yeah, I'm with you. I think obviously we like to see some upsets as we're the, the highest ranked um, wild card, but I think it's Bills all the way. I know you saw the Patriots win that game, uh, I believe, in in Buffalo when the, it was just that crazy Monday night. The wins were insane. No one could really throw the ball. So um, I just think the Bills are just – they're more talented. That's just what it comes down to. Both defenses are very sound. You can't – I mean, coaching, very strong. Obviously, Bill, Belichick is you know second to none as far as scheming up and getting ready for it. But I think if you look at the difference between Mac Jones and Josh Allen – Teams know each other so well. Who is going to be able to make that big-time throw? And it's just not Mac Jones. I don't think he has the targets to do so. So I'm going to go Bills on that one as well. So 
Yeah, I think last time in that game, um, Mac Jones threw two passes for a total of 19 yards, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So going into our next game, it's a Sunday morning game. Uh, we have the Eagles at the Tampa Bay Bucks. The over-under on that game is 46 points. Tampa Bay is favored by minus 8.5. Andrew, kick it to you. Where are you at on this game? Yeah, I think the Eagles are a good story, and I just think they got the worst matchup they could have. I don't think this is close at all. These teams played each other earlier in the year, um, and Tampa Bay, you know, they rolled them pretty good on a Thursday night. But if you look at the the quarterbacks the Eagles have faced um, up until, you know, kind of making this stretch playoff run, the really the only quarterback that has been of note was Dak Prescott, um, and that was the last game of the year where they didn't even play their starters. So they, I think their defense has been fortunate to get some very bad quarterbacks recently. Their offense is good and they can get rolling in the run game, but not an explosive offense in the pass game. And I just think it's just a terrible matchup for the Bucs. So um, I expect the Bucs to win and the Bucs to definitely cover that eight and a half spread. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, it's the Tampa Bay Bucs are too good of a team. Um, I think, uh, you know, we've seen the Eagles kind of, Jalen Hurts, uh, Devontae Smith kind of do enough to get to this point. But you're going up against a Buck team that won the Super Bowl last year, by all accounts, has most of their people back, if not all of them, and um, you know have shown that they're pretty dominant this year as well. So, Bucks taking the win. I am going to say I'll take them to cover too. I think that I think that they probably win. You know, ten plus points. So, all right. So then that brings us to the afternoon game. <clears throat> this is a big one. You got the Niners going into Dallas. Dallas is favored by minus or Dallas is favored by three points. This is the highest uh, over-under of the week. It is 51. So, Micah, who are you feeling in this Niners-Cowboys matchup? Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of go with the Cowboys on this one. I think that the Cowboys are better than they've been playing, and I think the 49ers aren't as good as they've been playing. No knock to you out there, Carl, big Niners fan. I think I look at the Niners, and this is going to be terrible. I look at the Niners um, the same way as the Broncos. They're obviously a good team. A lot, they're not who the Broncos are, but I just feel like everybody thinks they're better than they actually are. And this Cowboys team is high powering. Um, you know, they can put up points, and when they're on, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. I think that the Cowboys go out here. I think that they win. I think that they more than cover that minus three. And we kind of just see a 49ers team come down to earth a little bit, riding high off a big win against the Rams. That's I don't that's not I don't think that's something that can be sustainable for the 49ers and the Cowboys are, are one of those teams that can go out there and just put up points on you. Yeah, this might be where we disagree. And I'll, I'll keep it short. I think the Niners win. I think the Niners cover. I, I agree. I think the, the Cowboys are high powered. Um, I think when you look at what the Niners have had to do to get into the playoffs, every, you know, really the last two or three games have been playoff games similar to the Raiders. Um, I think they got they're just a hung, hungry, hungry dogs eat. You know what I'm saying? Hungry dogs run fast. I believe that's the term. So hungry dogs run faster is what, is what it actually is. Let's see. I was testing you guys. But no, I just think that they have enough on the offensive side to con- to contend with them. Um, obviously, they don't have the dudes necessarily, but really Shanahan makes up for it in the scheme. I think the run game is what is going to be the differentiator. They are going to be able to keep that Cowboys explosive offense off the field. And really, this Cowboys offense is explosive, but you've seen them take um, have some really bad games, some you know up and downs <clears throat> throughout the year. So, not to mention they can't, they haven't been able to establish a run with Zeke. So, I think you just you're getting the Niners at a bad time. And I think the Cowboys' defense specifically is it's less about scheme, it's more about the dudes that are out there. And I'm 
I feel confident that Shanahan's going to be able to account for the Micah Parsons of the world going to be able to go out tra- at Trayvon Diggs. So um, I'm going to go Niners on this one. As reluctant as I am to to go with them, I, I have never liked them, but I just think that this is one of those ones you should keep your eyes out. Yeah, and maybe mine's coming from a little Bay Area biasness, but there's a reason they're favored. There's a reason the Cowboys are favored. So yeah, yeah, and, and it's not just because they're it's home field advantage, which is exactly what that over under indicates is a minus three for home field advantage, <laughs> but. Anyways, uh, going on to the next game, we have uh, Steelers at the Chiefs. Okay, um, the over/under on that is forty-six and a half. Kansas City minus twelve and a half point favorites. That is quite the wild scenario. Andy, how you looking at this game? How you feeling about this game? Well, yeah, it's kind of hilarious because it's you know it's right up there with one of the lowest over/unders of the week and the but the biggest spread of the week with the, with the Chiefs at twelve and a half. So. You know, I do. I think that the the Steelers can do enough to slow, <clears throat> excuse me, slow the Chiefs down on on the defense or slow the Chiefs' offense down. I I do. I think they can slow them down. I think it's, but I don't think they have enough firepower to really keep them off the field on the offensive side. I don't think, you know, they are built to run the ball and sustain the ball. But Roethlisberger doesn't have the arm to beat you um, in, in a shootout. They they are going to try to play two different games. The Chiefs are going to try to run. Like not run the ball, but like they're going to try to just play this fast-paced game and say, "Hey, let's play a shootout." And Steelers will play the opposite. So I don't think they have enough offense to contend with the Chiefs, even if their defense um, holds Mahomes, you know, under 28, 24 points. So yeah, I think the Chiefs win. I think they win big. I, I think the nine and a half, or sorry, the twelve and a half is tough because I can easily see like a late touchdown that just does this backdoor cover. So, but I think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs win, and I think they cover as well. So. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you as well. I think the Steelers can keep it close enough not to get beat by 12 and a half points, um, as the Chiefs were talking about. But I agree. I think the Chiefs are going to go out there. Um, you're going to see a, a pretty one-sided game. Being that this is the Sunday night game, um, the spread is as high as it is. I feel like you're going to get a lot of the Steelers are an NFL team too. They've got NFL caliber players. Don't, don't count them out for 12 and a half points. A lot of that talk that we get every year when you see these mainly like Chiefs against Jets or like some of these games where it's been, you know, almost multiple touchdown spreads that they've put on it. But I think the Steelers are a good enough team to potentially keep it within 10 points or less. Um, But like you said, it might be one of those things where you see them get a late touchdown, less than a minute and a half left, and they're down by 14 and they put up a touchdown to, you know what I mean, to only lose by seven or something stupid like that. So Chiefs win for sure. Um, I don't necessarily know if I see Steelers getting blown out, but you never know. But I'm going to say that the Steelers cover, Chiefs win. All righty. And so then this brings us to our Monday night game. So you have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are favored by four points over under 49 and a half. Micah, what say you? Yeah, I think that I'm going to have to go with the Rams on this one. And I will say that even though Shelby, you jinxed me. Well, you tried to jinx me um, on this Raiders game on Sunday night. Um, I'm going to ride with you. He's a big Rams fan, but I think looking at it, the Cardinals have, are starting to have some struggles on offense. You look at their defense, um, like you've kind of mentioned. You know, at linebacker, they're pretty thin. The Rams like to try to get something if they can get something going in the running game. Great, but Cooper Cup just putting him all over the field, crossing short stuff over the middle. I think it's going to be a little too much for that Cardinal defense. I think it's they're going to it's going to be a shootout game. And granted, Matt Stafford's going to have to play like a good quarterback, not like he was kind of playing last week. But 
he, I think, can go out there, can sling it. As much as the Cardinals have been, uh, you know, riding high this year, they have been on a slump as of late. I think the Rams are going to be able to catch them in still somewhat of a slump. Um, and I do think the Rams cover as well. So Ram win, Rams win, Rams cover. All right. Well, this is going to be our second one. I'm going to go Cardinals here. Um, I mean, to be honest, like I think that I'm a little afraid of the fact that, you know, D-Hop's not, not there, right? That obviously changes their offense a ton. The reason I feel good about the Cardinals um, covering and then also winning the game is the fact that I, I think the Rams are kind of like they they hit their stride throughout the year and they're kind of stumbled and tripped over themselves and they tripped into this NFC West you know division and having this home game because the Cardinals lost to the Seahawks so that shouldn't bode well for my confidence of the Cardinals but I just think that they've played each other twice already they know each other so well so the schemes the McVeigh system isn't going to be anything that is going to be new to them. And so I think the Rams have a little bit more weapons, but I just kind of wanted to dis- disagree with you here, but I also don't have enough confidence in the Cardinal or the Rams because the Stafford's been inconsistent. And I think you saw a Niners team that their defense is, you know, is pretty dang good on the Niners side and the Cardinals have, have enough guys to make some plays as well in the back end and for Stafford to try to beat him deep. And we'll see. I think the home field advantage obviously is going to play a part, but I'm gonna go Cardinals just because I want to see some <clears throat> I want to see some madness and I want to go for my guy CD there. So, yeah, that game right there, it you know has the potential to be one of the wonkiest games in this whole slate just because of all those things that you listed. Both teams have kind of been on the tumble lately compared to how they started out the season. Interdivision team where this will be the third time they play each other too. Everybody knows everybody. Anything can happen. Wonky games happen in and. Uh, division rival teams and on uh, nationally televised games. So be interesting uh, Monday night football. Yeah. So those are the games um, for the weekend. Now we are obviously going to preview the the last game on that slate, which ends up being the first, which is the Raiders against the Cincinnati Bengals. But before we do, Micah, tell us what this, who this episode is brought to you by. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, here we are. We get to preview a wild card game. That's very exciting. So... We've talked about it, you know, talked about it a lot. Raiders are going to Cincinnati. It's very exciting that we're able to to be on the on the wild card slate to be in the in the tournament. So, you know, we're gonna give uh, we're gonna break it down. I'm gonna take the offense side of the ball. Mike is gonna take the defense um, for the Raiders. We'll talk about those matchups. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? 
I'll go first. Okay. Um, before we do, let me just give you uh, give you the skinny here. So this is uh, Saturday at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. Um, Raiders heading into Cincinnati. Currently, right now, um, Raiders are five-point underdogs. So Cincinnati favored by oh, – actually, it looks like Cincinnati favored by five and a half. Over-unders, 49. The weather is going, I believe, um, is supposed to be a little chilly with some snow. Who knows how much of an impact that'll be. It depends really how wet it is, um, but I think it might be just a very cold game. So, Micah, if you'd like to start us, tell us what the keys to victory are for the Raiders' defense against the Bengals' offense. Yeah, so, you know, the interesting part about the last time we played the Bengals, um, if you look at the score and you look at the way the game ended, it kind of paints a a different story than uh, how the game kind of was played. You know, throughout that game, it was very close uh, all the way up until probably five minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know, we were within one score in order to get back in the game, and we were kind of just hanging on there the whole time, right? Uh, The Raiders defense did a very good job at controlling the wide receivers, the big wide receivers, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Um, They did a very good job at kind of bracketing them over the top uh, and keeping them from getting deep, making some big plays. Granted, they did get Tyler Boyd going. Um, They kind of got Mixon going a little bit in the passing game, and so they kind of figured out how to supplement it other ways, right? But the biggest issue that we had in that game was our run defense. And our run defense, our front line in general, um, is what you're starting to see kind of explode and do very well these last uh, few weeks. So I think that if they can play uh, their same game that they played last time in regards to uh, pass coverage, um, I think they can do very well if they can limit the explosive plays with this team. I saw a stat uh, yesterday saying that the Bengals were number one in the league with scrimmage plays for 50 plus yards with 12 of them on the season. And we did a good job at limiting that last time. If we can do that again, on top of being able to keep playing well against the run, I think that's where it's going to be because Joe Mixon for the most part was getting good, good yardage on his runs and then had a few breakout runs. um, One of them for a touchdown. So they kind of were beating us and beating us and beating us and then got a big gash when, when they were able to. So I think this game, I have a, a lot of hope going into this, mainly because of the fact that we somehow got here for, you know, in the last five weeks, pulled out wins to get here. But really our biggest killer last game was the the run game. And that's what we've been playing well. And Yannick and Max played really well last game. They got to the quarterback very often. The biggest problem on defense for us was stupid penalties. You saw some untimely roughing the passer calls. Yannick got one. Um, you saw... Facing get a uh, personal foul, like helmet to helmet hit on, um, you know, a third and long, uh, which actually that play specifically resulted in a touchdown, I believe. But we were having these untimely, and that's, you know, that's been our MO a lot lately. But really on the defensive side of things, two things that they need to button up is those stupid penalties, the penalties that extend drives for the off for, you know, the Bengals offense, uh, like we did. And then, you know, just limiting Joe Mixon. Uh, We don't have to necessarily keep them under 100 yards or something like that but you know we saw we were able to do that with Jonathan Taylor but still be effective in you know rough you know kind of stopping the run Joe Mixon went off on us last time so if we can kind of control uh him and stop with the stupid penalties I think we have a really good chance our, our coverage has been really good on the back end 
um, at least in, in not giving up, play, you know, huge plays. I think looking at that Chargers game, you look at the points and stuff like that, say the defense didn't do too well, but they did really well in coverage and, and being physical with the receivers and making plays. I think if we could do that, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think T. Higgins popped up on the uh, injury report uh, this week. I think he had a little bit of a, a foot problem. So we'll see where uh, where he's at going into this and how bad that actually is. But, you know, we did a great job at limiting those two legit wide receivers, you know, possibly uh, like we talked about the rookie offensive rookie of the year. So we'll see. I think they need to keep with the same game plan they had when it comes to the passing game. And then, you know, hopefully that this linebacking crew, this uh, defensive line front that's been playing really well in the run, you know, hopefully they can, they can keep with the momentum they have. But I think one of the biggest thing really is going to be the penalties getting off the field when, uh, you know, when, they've been able to because a lot of that stuff has been stupid penalties. You know, it's like, why are you even hitting the quarterback after he threw it like that? Even though it was just a little bit of shove out of bounds, you know, it's like, it's so stupid. So dumb. Um, Faison's penalty was rough. It was, you know, it was like hard to call to be honest with you. It was kind of, you know, a, a shitty call on that one, but still those type of things kill you because they extend drives and Bengals ended up scoring on those. So, I think if we're going to have any success, it's going to be limiting Joe Mixon because he killed us last time and just quitting with the stupid penalties because we've been, we've had a problem with that. So I'm excited for this game. Um, I think we have a really good shot at coming in here and, you know, winning this game, to be honest with you. And I, I think it's going to come down to the defense playing smart and playing sound like they have been lately. So, yeah, I think that's, that has been my biggest gripe about this whole matchup that obviously we were able to, to get, paired up with the Bengals and they're like, well, 32 to 13 was that last time they put I'm like, it was, it wasn't that man. It was like, it was a one score game. And then the Raiders within the last six minutes kind of fumbled it all away. So, um, but yeah, I think those are, those are some big points and um, yeah, stupid penalties burrow through for under 200 yards and like, yeah, like Mixon went above hundred yards rushing, but he had to carry the ball 30 times. So it doesn't, they, I don't, I think our defense matches up well as far as, the fact like that such such an explosive offense that you, it's like how the chiefs are sometimes where they just get a little too antsy and they just want to take those big plays. And Bradley is like, no, I'm not going to do it. So we're going to see if Burrow is going to be able to settle for those underneath stuff. If they're going to stay consistent with the run to set up play action. But I think our defenses came on a lot stronger, like you mentioned throughout the back half of the year. So it's early since we played them. So I'm excited for that matchup. And then, you know, on the other side of the ball, this is a, uh, you know, it's an interesting, interesting matchup as well. You know, they, they played us pretty well. As far as uh, you know, their defense against our offense, um, we have. I guess as the season closed out, the Bengals um, are in the top five again in the rushing defense. Um, so against the run, and they're actually bottom five against the pass. Um, so take that for what it is. I think it's also been a you know a benefactor of um, you know teams that are in shootouts because of their offense. You know where teams have to pass the ball a little bit more. So who knows how those stats actually you know how true they are, but. In, in the first game that we played, you know, Waller was huge. Waller was a big mismatch problem. I think probably one of his last 100-yard games of the year um, was against the Bengals. So, um, And we we factored in or we got Moreau a lot more involved in, in the run game or in the passing game as well. So I think you see the Raiders get into, um, you know, some of that 22 personnel. And with, you know, having those two tight ends out there, having Waller, having Moreau, and really attacking the seams because that's where we gashed them a lot. In, in the last game, at least, you saw um, Waller doing a lot of work over the middle. Also, that game where DC threw that back shoulder to Moreau in the end zone. Um, so I think if we can attack them, you know, at least up, you know, between the numbers, I think we're going to have 
um, we're going to be pretty successful. And then also our run game has came on a lot, you know, more since, since that game as well. Obviously our lines gotten a lot more comfortable in the run game, um, which has helped our passing game to where um, it doesn't have to be all DC. So that being said, they still have some guys that we're going to have to account for. Um, Trey Hendrickson, who is a big free agent acquisition over the off season. He's, he's a menace out there. He's like a, I'm not saying this because they're both white, but he's kind of like a light version of, of Max Crosby, a lot of effort. He's always, you know, he's always getting to the quarterback and disrupting it. So I worry about him against our tackles there. Um, they have some guys in the back end, um, Jesse Bates. He's a free safety, you know, Pro Bowl guy last year. The backers are pretty good. Their their line's good with Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader, Larry Ogunjobi um, across the line. So I think they're going to give our offensive line some problems. But I, I think we match it pretty well as far as, you know, our guys, our weapons against their weapons. So it's going to help having a healthy Waller. I know he's questionable. So is Jacobs. But it's really um, precautionary this time because we had, once again, a long game Sunday night. Everything else is probably walkthroughs. They're probably just doing getting treatment throughout the week. So I fully expect them to suit up and it's going to be, um, it's going to come down to us being able to execute in the red zone. Um, so that was, <laughs> so I was, I was rewatching this game as well. And that was the, or this was the game with, uh, it, it was like the first drive where down, down Levitt, um, he recovered that fumble and just ran the opposite way of where all the blockers were. So, but we, we went three and out, you know, we went three and out when we got into the red area. So not trading touchdowns for field goals. Um, you're on the road. We can't. That's where I worry is that our offense hasn't been good enough to really execute on the opportunities that our defense has provided or the mistakes of the other team, a.k.a. the punt return that the Chargers fumbled, you know, different turnovers that we've gotten inside the red zone. <clears throat> I, it just worries me. Our red zone efficiency worries me, and you can't. You just have to be effective if you're on the road if you get those opportunities because, you know, if you want to go toe-to-toe with that offense, like like you talked about, our defense can only hold on for so long. So, you know, granted, I think the times that we've given up 25 plus points, it's been because our offense can't keep our defense off the field. They can't give them, give them a blow, give them some rest. So our offense is going to have to be able to execute. We're going to have to be able to convert on third down and really in the red area is going to be huge. So um, I fully expect them to have a plan for Waller um, because that gave them fits last week or last, last time we played them. And I think as you saw last week, we used Waller a lot as kind of a decoy, moved him across the line. You saw they would bracket him. And then when they got into the red zone, the focus um, became a little bit more Hunter Renfro as, as far as the um, how the Chargers attacked. I think you see a similar matchup there. So we're going to have to see a big game out of Zay Jones. We're going to have to see a Brian Edwards showing up. And really, we're going to have to take a few shots with Deshaun Jackson. You know, when you have a season like you did, like the Raiders, right, where you kind of just – there was so much up and down, so much like there was – this is the last place anyone expected us to be as the fifth seed in the AFC – you kind of just have to go out there and and play that similar mentality like the Cowboys, right? Where we're just going to go out and we're going to fight and we're going to, you know, run some trick plays. You know, we're going to do some crazy things on special teams and really do everything we can to get any kind of momentum because that Bengals fan base has been crying and pleading and shouting for, you know, a team, uh, like a home playoff game and being able to take the division. So is, is, much as there are rivals, I think the Bengals are very similar to the Raiders where they're just like, oh my gosh, we finally got a team. Now, granted, they probably have a little bit more of a future with their franchise quarterback and Joe Burrow and some weapons to really hold on to. But it's a similar thing where you got to take the crowd out of the game. And that comes with our offense being able to sustain long drives. And we got to take a couple shots, man. We got to take some shots with DJX. Like we got to be able to, you know, stick with the run enough to where they know that we're not going to give up on it. So 
as it, it, I feel better about the fact that Jacobs has came on a lot more, um, especially with the O-line. But if we get into this, you know, we're committing penalties, holding calls, and it's, you know, second and 12, third and eight, you know, for the majority of the game, I just, I worry, I worry that our tackles are going to hold up against that D line. And also that we're going to be able to, I don't know, we're not as explosive as them. And that's just the fact. So um, I think it's just, it's a, it's an interesting matchup. I think they're, you know, they run, they run a four, three, very similar with the scheme. We're very similar there. They, they kind of stack a lot of guys on the line too, um, a little bit similar to what we do. They're very aggressive against the run. Um, so I think we got to take our shots when we can, but it's going to come down to third downs. Sorry, I'm going to keep riding this tail. It's going to come down to third downs, and it's going to come down to being able to execute in the red zone. So it's a tough matchup. Um, it might come down to, you know, who, which quarterbacks make, you know, the big-time throws. Are we able to take advantage of the opportunities that we get? Because I do think our, our D is good, but you can only be good for so long against a team like that. But if they're staying out on the field because our offense, our offense can't convert, you know, our offense can't um, sustain drives and put up points, it's going to be a long day for them. So – Offense, this is going to be on you. It's, it's going to be time for you to be able to kind of get back to who we were, where we are explosive. We're able to get inside the 10 yard line and actually, holy smokes, can we get in the end zone? Can we, you know, it's like it, our offense, it's like our playbook shrinks the whole, I know the whole field shrinks, but we really struggle there. So Raiders got to be able to come out, be aggressive. They got to be able to attack. They got to be consistent with the run, regardless of, of the outcome. So being able to mix it up with, Jacobs, Peyton Barber, get Richard in there a little bit. And that short passing game too, like we've talked about, where short passing game, it still kind of keeps the the DNs a little bit to where they can't just pin their ears back and go. So I, I that that's a lot of everything in a sense, but it's like, I think we have good matchups. Um, they're going to have to have a plan for Waller and Renfro. Um, and that each player helps the other person where if they're going to key on Renfro, we're going to have some opportunities with Waller. So it's going to be put up or shut up for the offense because the defense is going to have their hands full and, and the offense needs to just be able to really just just come through like like they have struggled to do when it matters most inside the red area um, and on third down. So it's going to be a battle, but it's I think as far as a matchup that we can get, the matchup that we can draw in the playoffs, I think this is something that is as favorable as it could be for us compared to going into Kansas City or going into Buffalo. So it's time. It's prediction time. So as mentioned, Raiders are five-and-a-half-point dogs um, over under is 49 Micah, what say you? Well, after the few weeks that we have had to get us to where we're at, uh, the fact that we have won five straight games, the fact that we have basically been goonies and never said die to get us to this point, I can talk myself into winning and to beating anybody right now. And I, and I truly believe I don't have to talk myself into into this Bengals game because I truly believe we can go in here, we can get a W. It's going to come down to two things, being able to establish the run on offense and being able to stop the run on defense. Luckily for our team, both of those parts of our team have started to kind of get better and you know kind of come together uh, as one. So I think the Raiders go out here. I think they do win. Um, I think the Raiders come into this game 28-24, get a big W, and uh, – we're on to whoever's next. So, yeah, Raiders win 28-24, my prediction. I love it. I, I, I hate to be the guy that's like, hey, we have nothing to lose, but we kind of have nothing to lose here. Like, we're very fortunate. I'm not going to feel that way going into the game. I'm be very nervous. I'm be very critical on every play that they that they might, you know, mess up or, or have bad execution on. But I think we're, we're just playing with house money right now. So I'm going to stay optimistic. I'm going to go Raiders 
24, Bengals 21. Um, I think that's going to be the kind of game that if it gets to that higher scoring um, shootout, like, uh, you know, like that Chargers game last week, I just don't know if, if we have enough firepower. And I think that the best thing that we can do is just keep her off the field. It's really the same approach that we do against the Chargers and Chiefs. Hold on to the ball, be able to convert um, and kind of play that that slow, slower, methodical game um, with our offense and try to beat them up a little bit earlier in the game and take our shots when we can. So I'm going to go Raiders 24, Bengals 21. I think we move on any given Sunday. Say it again, any given Sunday. So Any given Sunday. So I'm happy that we're on the same page with that. I didn't necessarily think we weren't going to be, but we got a big game, fellas. We got a big game. 1.30 Saturday, Raiders traveled to the Bengals, Cincinnati. Will we get some snow? Will we not? There's a question, but... You know, it would be it would be wild. I don't want snow, to be honest with you. It would be awesome to watch that kind of game, but that doesn't bode well for the way our offense plays. So, but here we are, we're on to Cincinnati. We're going in. Time to get a big W. Time to uh, keep the train rolling. Keep the train in Celebration Station. I love it. We do have a special guest that joined us, Avery. Do you have anything to say to the fans? Can you say go Raiders? Can you say Micah? Is that Micah? There oh, is. there it is. <laughs> There's Micah. Yep. Avery sign with Micah. Um, so I agree there. Um, Raider Nation, we love you guys. We hope this isn't our last preview, but man, it's been it's been a fun ride. Let's keep riding it out. Let's keep doing our thing. As always, we love you guys. Stand up. Let's get ready to rock. Let's bring the noise. Let's bring the vibes for Saturday. And I can't wait. It's going to be fun. But till then, we'll see you all next time for a recap. And who knows what state we'll be in, but man, it's just good to talk playoff ball. So let's go get a dub. Let's go take care of business. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple podcast. Uh, go watch us on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, all of our social media handles are on the screen. If you listen on the podcast, go watch us on YouTube. Uh, Raider take podcast. Go subscribe. Hit that notification button. Let you know anytime we drop a video. We appreciate it everything you guys do in listening to us and supporting us. And, you know, we hope, we hope we get another preview, one preview at a time, right? One preview at a time. That's what we're going for. So that's it. That's all we can guarantee. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, hit you guys with a recap next week and a preview, uh, another preview as well. So till then let's go get it. Let's go get this dub. Let's go out to Cincinnati and get this win. And we'll see y'all next week for the recap. And in honor of Mel Dreamy, Micah, cue the music.